Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel name. Hello and welcome to a special Fighting Cock podcast. Today we're going to be talking to Priya Ramesh who you might remember about a year ago um, spoke to us about Vincent Janssen and um, 
despite claiming he was a very good striker, we ended up with a bit of a potato, didn't we, Priya? <laughs> What's the, what is it? Can you explain it? Because and, and what's the reaction been like in Holland or uh, Netherlands to do with, with Janssen? Because, like, I mean, he scored so many goals in such a short amount of time when he was playing for. Uh, remind me, uh, is it Twente? Uh, as it Alkmaar. Oh, Alkmaar, sorry. So, uh, what... it, it, it's a bit odd because he is still like verifiably a pretty decent striker. Like, if you look at his record for the national team. He's actually, I think, scored as many goals for the national team uh, in the last year or so um, as he has for Spurs. So uh, it's a bit bit of an odd situation because, I mean, if we do make it to the World Cup, he will also be the first choice striker. Uh, And, and, um, you know, his record at Alzad Alkmaar was obviously very good. And he was kind of finally seen as filling the void of a quality Dutch striker after Van Nistelrooy and, uh, uh, sorry, not Van Nistelrooy, uh, Van Persie and Huntelaar. Um, but it, it's just, I just really hope that it, it, it was kind of a um, adaptation period that he needed to get used to um, both the Spurs style of play as well as the Premier League. And I think towards the end of the season, hopefully, it was, it did seem a bit like he was getting up to speed um, with how his teammates, uh, teammates worked. And obviously, you know, w- when you have to fill the shoes of Harry Kane, it's not an easy task. And he's held to very high standards there. So um, I'm, I do hope it works out for him. And, you know, even if he is restricted to substitute appearances primarily, that he um, kind of finally, you know, gives back on what Spurs invested in him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's well liked despite his his kind of inadequacies that we've seen on the pitch. Certainly for for Spurs, uh, and we we all obviously for obvious reasons hope that he, he kind of turns out to be anything other than the kind of extreme disappointment he's <laughs> been. We were quite excited, but it is tough for a striker because, and as you say, he he has the right mental attitude to to sit and wait for his chance because it's very difficult for Spurs at the moment to improve on our first 11 without um, without spending an obscene amount of money. So you do need players that are willing to sit on the bench and fight for their position. And he's had to do that, but Kane just hasn't, just has not dropped in form at all for two years. Um, so, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous how consistent Harry Kane has been. And, you know, you'd, you'd think he'd be up there in like, you know, top ten, maybe top five players in terms of consistency over that period. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it is kind of understandably hard for Janssen. Uh And every time he comes into the fray as a Spurs striker, that's the standard you're held to. Um, but I mean, it, the odd thing about Janssen was that his his statistics. Um, I, know, I know, like Matt of the Day have recently, you know, rolled out their expected goals uh, program and stuff. But in 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 the Netherlands, like his statistics were also really good, and they checked out. So he wasn't, you know, just having a really good, really lucky period of um, uh, of goal scoring form. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just been a really odd season for him, um, and I just hope that he's like kind of fitter now, you know, stronger, more able to. Um, 
So you can imagine our, our, our some some we're reserving us our excitement somewhat um, about the potential signing of Davinson Sanchez. Um, obviously, same league, different positions, different footballers, and it'd be it'd be unfair to tar every player based on our experiences with Janssen. But for for those that don't know anything about him, and that's probably ninety nine percent of the Spurs support, what? What what kind of player are we potentially buying here? Uh, I imagine it's like ninety nine percent of his first fan base and Danny Rose, who probably has to Google him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but, uh, I mean, if I have to summarise, he is a um, very pacey centre back. That's the kind of thing that first stands out about him. Is that he's very tall. Obviously, he's got really good physique about him, but he also has this amazing pace for a centre back. Uh, and actually, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't actually a defender until maybe two to three years ago, where uh, back in Colombia, he was. Um, one of his coaches said, "Like you have the physique, and just just look at the pace you have. If you you know play in defence, you're going to be unbeatable." So that's why he became a centre back. Um, uh, and yeah, and, and that that's the first thing that stands out about him. But then, if you look at his tackling, that's also very good. Um, there's one tackle that I really remember. Um, He's put in a lot of these last-minute challenges. Mm. And, you know, there, there's been, like, this recent discussion. Uh, Gary Lineker's tweeted about it as well on uh, the value of tackling. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, kind of my take on it is that it's it's not ideally probably, you know, you wouldn't want to be tackling for every single ball. But if there is a situation where your team loses a ball, it doesn't hurt to have a centre-back who can put in a, a tackle and get the ball and, and, you know, do it very cleanly. Uh, and Santos is definitely one of one of these players from um, my uh, assessment. Um, I remember watching um, it was Ajax versus uh, FC Utrecht uh, back in October last year, uh, and there was a point where um, uh, the the Ajax team, I think they were like one nil down, and they're really high up the pitch, uh, and uh, I think someone in in midfield lost the ball very close to the Ajax half, and you know the defence were really high up the pitch. And um, uh, Rikairo Zivkovic, um, who was in the Ajax Loney himself, uh, he got the ball. He played through on goal. Was nearly, you know, one on one with the keeper. Uh, it was, it was, it looked almost certain he was going to score two 0 But then, you know, out of absolutely nowhere, Sanchez is like, you know, absolutely sprinted down, uh, pulled up side by side next to the striker, and taken the ball in, in like one of the cleanest tackles. And you know, there's no doubt that there's no shot for a penalty, no shot for a foul. It was it was one of the best things ever because it, it seemed almost certain it was going to be two nil. Um, but it, those are the kind of moments that stick out about Sanchez in terms of just how ridiculously fit and like ridiculously fast and strong he is. Um, um, do, do you ever remember uh, Ledley King's uh, tackle on Robin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it sounds like uh, what you're saying is we've got a new Ledley King. Did you get any reaction to that? Did anyone tweet you or anything like that? Has anyone tweeted me? I've, I've been called a liar. Oh. Uh, there's, someone, there's someone who's actually tweeted me saying, why did she lie about Janssen? <laughs> I'm just here like, well, he did score like 20-something goals and, you know, did do well. It's not, I'm look, not, you know, don't... I'm lying. Yeah, you're not, you're not lying. You're, you're giving an opinion. But um, we, we are, we all were hurt by what you said and, and the expectations you built up. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's 
understandable, I guess. Um, so, is it would Sanchez get into our, our our back three if we play three at the back uh, or or four at the back? Actually, a better question would be what what is he better suited to three or or, or four at the back? Um, so, well, I, I, at Ajax, um, apart from like a few experiments very early on in the season with Peter Bosch, uh, they've stuck to a very kind of traditional 4-3-3 throughout the season. So uh, Sanchez is usually the uh, right centre-back in that setup. Uh, he was paired with uh, Nick Fearhaver in the uh, first half of the season and then uh, Matthijs de Ligt, obviously, um, towards the end. Um, it was really funny because Matthijs de Ligt and uh, Sanchez actually started together in like uh, an Ajax reserves games in in September, and by the end of the season, they're playing in like the Europa League final. Madness. Um, the Delitz, um seventeen years old, isn't he? Yeah, he actually just turned eighteen. Uh, I think last weekend. Uh, it's, it's funny because if Ch- if Sanchez leaves now, Ajax is like first choice defender is an eighteen is is a guy is a guy who just turned eighteen. Madness. Absolutely crazy. Uh, how good is no, he? This um, yeah. Delitz. Sorry. How good is he going to be? This Delitz, do you think? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I think his ceiling is very, very high. Uh, he's very good with the ball. He's got really good awareness and strength for uh, for someone of that age. So, uh, and you know, he's very, he seems pretty mature as well. He obviously got sent off on his like uh, he, he he didn't get sent off. He got substituted, uh, you know, within the first half on his um, uh, Netherlands national team debut and uh, you know bounced back from that pretty well. Mm. Got sent off on his like on his first start, I think. Uh, and yeah, um, but he, he's very impressive, and I think he has a very very high potential. Uh, and I mean, the, the only thing to hope for now is that he actually realizes his potential, and there's nothing that you know goes wrong for him in his career. So, do you think Davinson uh, Sanchez? He, it looks we have to play between 35 and 40 million euros if he comes. Um, is that is that a lot of money? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think Ajax are pretty set on um, actually getting more than 40 million euros. I think Spurs offered 40 million and Ajax are kind of holding out for 50 million because um, they actually don't need uh, the money in terms of like they don't necessarily like need to stay afloat. They're, they're in really good financial shape. Uh, and obviously they sold uh, David Carson early, early on, earlier on in the summer to Everton. So um, there's no need for them to sell from that financial point of view. So um, uh, essentially what they're trying to do here is out Levy, Daniel Levy, because uh, it's a situation where the player clearly wants to go, um, and but Ajax have no need to sell. Um, so they're just trying to you know push for, for to get as much money as possible and to test how much Spurs are willing to go and how much they really want him. Mm. Uh, it, it will like easily make him probably the uh, most expensive player to leave the Eredivisie. It will probably well if 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 they do offer you know if if, if even if Ajax accept the uh, forty million euros offer, it will probably make him the uh, most expensive footballer the the Ajax have sold as well. So it is a lot of money, and and you know uh, I, I I I'm not entirely convinced that at the moment Sanchez is necessarily worth that money uh, it would put him like obviously very high up the uh, most expensive defenders list and we've seen a lot of defenders go for a lot of money uh, this summer so it might be related to that as well that mm. trend of play, of paying a lot for defenders uh, and it, it's also the fact that he just turned 21 and uh, you know so obviously 
has a long career ahead of him and you're paying at that age you're paying quite a bit for potential as well i mean you're not going to get like a christian Eriksen with every deal you're making you know get get like a, a world-class player for 13 million uh, euros mm. uh, that was that a that was a steal wasn't it it's insane <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, that's hopefully like the kind of lesson that Ajax have learned as well in terms of you know Sanchez has a pretty long contract now because um, I mean, he did he did only sign last year so he still has the rest of his contract and you know Ajax are trying to negotiate this um, to get as much pos- as much possible um, out of it as they can. I mean the the only worry for uh, Ajax in, in that perspective with this whole thing is the fact that. You know, beyond the money, you're actually losing one of your starters. So how are you going to replace that? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's weird because Chelsea, Barcelona, Real Madrid have also apparently been interested in him. But Spurs seem to be the furthest ahead, and he's apparently already, um, according to uh, the Telegraph, has already agreed personal terms with uh, Spurs. So. Yeah, um, that's kind of the uh, situation right now. Um, I play uh, later today in the uh, in the Europa League qualifiers, and he was included in the squad, if I'm not wrong, but um, it has not been spotted at the team hotel. So yeah, that's kind of the uh, kind of limbo we're in in terms of not knowing how how quick this is going to go, and you know when this is going to happen if it does happen. Does it say something about his? Um his character that he's willing to move on so quickly. I mean, he owes nothing to Ajax really in terms of, you know, he's from Colombia, he's been there 12 months, so it's not like he's fallen in love with the club, but he owes something to Ajax for spotting him, scouting him and believing in him to come over. So does that, do you think it's, you know, if he's a stepping stone for Ajax, is he a stepping stone for Tottenham? And and has he shown any kind of mental... Um, frailties or not mental frailties that's the wrong way but, but is, you know has he got the right character to, to play under Pochettino um, well I think I think his mentality is really good because you know I mean it, it, it is like a, a lot of the Dutch media reports about him have played on a, a stereotype of you know South American players being fighters and having that kind of you know do or die mentality um, it, but I mean it is a stereotype that is not entirely wrong in that sense because uh, he has brought that um, um, willingness to give everything to the Ajax side uh, and it's something that you know a kind of criticism that sometimes levied at Dutch players that they're too soft and, and all that um, but I mean without kind of delving into that uh, in terms of mentality I think he's definitely strong enough to uh, cope with the demands of the Premier League and um uh, in terms of you know whether he sees Spurs as a stepping stone, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because he was actually he was scouted by Barcelona before he moved to Ajax, uh, but they wanted him to play with their B team first, uh, so he turned them down in in favour of you know more regular playing time at Ajax. So um, it's it's interesting to see. He's very set on England as well, specifically for some reason. So uh, yeah. Um, does he see Spurs as stepping to really hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I think yeah. He's got ambition if that's if that's, you know, something that's related to what you're asking. He's definitely got the ambition. Uh and, and you know, I think um there was some Barcelona interest back in May and, and he said, you know, I'm 
kind of not thinking about that at the moment. Kind of very, you know, standard uh, football answer to transfer rumours. Um, but uh, I mean, it's interesting because I think if Spurs continue with a back four, he will not get in at the moment. Because um, I, I think someone tweeted, replied to the uh, to the tweet asking if he if he is at the same level that Jan and Toby were at when they left Ajax. Uh, and I think the answer is no. Um, Fatongan and, uh, and and Alderweireld both were pretty good, like well-established defenders by the time they left. Uh, Sanchez, I think, is still very raw, exactly for the reason you said. You know, he came into the Netherlands a year ago, and he's he's had one year of very good development. But it's hard to it's definitely you know not the case that he's a finished article yet, and he's probably not as far down in terms of being a, 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 a top centre back as Fatongan and Oliveira and, and, uh, were when they left. Um, so it's interesting because um, I think it's more of a long-term view that Spurs have with his signing. Uh, unless, of course, you know, the back three is going to be a permanent kind of uh, system for Pochettino now because then, then you could visibly see him being the third centre-back in that system and, um, uh, you know, Eric Dyer being permanently moved to midfield. And I think that would make sense because... Um, when within uh, Vertonghen and Alvaro, you have the playmaking ability. And, you know, it, it is not to downplay Sanchez's ability on the ball as well. He's really good. I mean, it, you really can't underestimate how much time Ajax centre-backs get on the ball because, you know, that's how Eredivisie sides generally play against them. And you saw, you saw in the Europa League finals, so it's not just Eredivisie sides. You know, Manchester United played that way against them as well. Um, and... He's not. He's not a passing centre back at the moment. So you know the the kind of if you if you're looking for someone to re- really break the line uh, with their passes or you know play these these you know amazing diagonals, he's not your centre back for that role at the moment. But there's no there's no way to say that he won't develop those skills. You know, mm. two to three years down the line. Uh, but what he is really good at is actually he's really good at dribbling the ball forward. And obviously he's got the strength. Uh, and and he's got a really good eye in terms of picking out a pass further down the pitch as well. So he's not necessarily a, a long, you know, doesn't really play long balls. Um, and and you know, um, he's more likely to break through out of defence. And I think that offers a pretty good uh, um, variety in def- in in the three man defence if he plays with Toby and Jan. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's really good with with his goal scoring as well. It's really odd because he scored like one goal the whole of uh, the previous season that he played in Colombia. Uh, and when he came to Ajax, he scored like seven goals last season. And they're really good goals. I'm not kidding. That he can actually finish quite well. One of them was uh, a scissor kick really... as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was actually against Janssen's old club, <laughs> um, Azad Um it was also one against uh, Heracles, if I'm not wrong, where, it, like I described just now, he burst out. He, no one, you know, uh, uh, even bothered to put in a challenge, but he just kind of burst out of defence, you know, dribbled the ball forward, came to around like maybe a few few yards away from the uh, edge of the box and just, you know, uh, went for a shot. And it was really well placed as well, like into the far corner, uh, fantastic finish you know and and yes yeah, he's got a very interesting mix to his game so um I, i'm still not very comfortable with the with the transfer fee just because 
you know, in the traditional sense of looking at whether the actual player is worth the money, um, it's, it does kind of strike you as a bit too much. But then if you kind of consider the market and the fact that he's only 21, find kind of find it understandable. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the, the worst thing that I think with the transfer fee is that hopefully people don't use it to like pressurize him further because that's what happens oh they will uh, yeah 100 percent. if it happens like he's going to be you know Spurs' record signing I, I mean it didn't work out that well for Sissoko so um I mean yeah Sissoko is another potato though to be fair <laughs> we asked some questions uh in um for, for, from our for our listeners for you um there wasn't a great deal that was constructive Priya um I'll go through <laughs> some of them uh tell the truth why did you lie how could we trust her <laughs> um, and I, I love Priya Ramesh and she, she may still be right about Vincent Janssen's work effort and all that but tell the truth so there's a lot of people that think that you just outright lied to deceive us all and um, which is harsh uh, tell the truth this time was another one <laughs> so still a lot of, uh, little pain and a lot, a lot of bitterness out there from Spurs fans but um, I want to thank you for, for coming on uh, Priya it's been, it's been great and obviously um, if you want to find more of your stuff, where, where can where can we read your words? Uh, I do freelance stuff, so uh, I've got a uh, a link on my Twitter bio that has a compilation of stuff that I've, I've written. Uh, right for the uh, the Guardian four four two benefit dot net here and there yeah. basically. Cool. All right. Um, just so just one final thing. I know you don't want to big him up too much. You've just given a kind of honest appraisal of what where, where Sanchez is at at this time. But just a yes or no, will he, in a year's time, will we add him to our list of potatoes? Uh, well, hopefully not, because <laughs> he's a really good defender, you know. I mean, I mean, uh, I think he is, and he's definitely raw. I mean, I will add the caveat that he is still a very raw player, uh, has a lot of talent, but still needs the right uh, support and development to progress in, in his career and, in, you know, in terms of, uh, his talent as well so um, hopefully not a potato because no. I think he has like the physical attributes the pace and everything to survive in the Premier League so uh, yeah hopefully Pochettino can uh, work his magic and uh, I will not hopefully be re- receiving abuse this time next year <laughs> alright well thank you so much Priya for coming on uh, as you said unanimously no potato for Sanchez um, if we sign or, or look to be signing another Dutch or, or, or you follow Belgian football as well quite closely don't you uh, reasonably I mean I, I tend to follow uh, Dutch football but a bit more but I or Ajax or Ajax your side updated about Belgium sorry Ajax your side who do you follow yeah uh, I mean I, I try to divide my time equally okay fair enough <laughs> alright cheers Priya thanks for joining us uh, thanks. Uh, no problem. Uh, thanks for having me. Speak soon. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis, and Stan in Central Indiana. Taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.